Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. Somebody just got tested for COVID. Things are pretty good. You know what? You might want to wait till I get my test back before you ask me that question. And it's not because I'm living my best life. Oh, no, I'm, I'm a full mole person. My tire popped. When I went to the mechanic. That's my sexy wrist. I did have a donut on my car for eight weeks, and that was starting to leak, so I had to go get a new tire. Hello! Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose. My name is Arden Marine, coming to you from my fancy garage in Los Angeles, California. Guys, journeymen, I'm so excited to have our guests here today. And I feel a little bit like a complete garbage person bait and switcher in that I knew the assignment sucked. I (laughs) knew. Generally, when I bring somebody in, when I bring a rookie into the podcast, I'm excited for them because I actually know they're going to have fun watching The Bachelor. I can't say with any honesty that that is the case on these greatest of all time episodes because the editing and the three hour unnecessary time filler length coming out of Chris Harrison's Ramada Inn of a study operated (laughs) by his son who hates him is truly, this is not the greatest of all time. This is really testing my patience. That being said, the podcasts have been a blast and I feel maybe they're trying to make better podcasts because we're so angry that we're like looking for a place to have a tension release valve. So yes, these are my new friends and this is my first betrayal towards them. I have tricked them. (laughs) I lured them with candy, and they they got trickery and shadow play and witchcraft and black magic, and that, that's on me. But now, at least I've owned it, and we're gonna have a sacred circle where we can we can have a <laughs> like a fight club. Where we could just leave it on the field. With there's two gentlemen here today, and what I love I love both of them individually. What I love about them together is that they're best friends who are men that just wear their best because I love my friends too hard, and I feel like they openly love each other so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I was recently on their podcast, Las Culturistas, which is can I just say the greatest <laughs> podcast ever, and it's really I feel like their podcast and anything Brian Sophie is on is what's getting me through this quarantine. I just <laughs> throw one of them on and I walk around and I feel like everything's going to be okay. Um, by the way, uh, yeah, I only got I only got COVID tested because of my flat tire. I wish it was for an exciting, sexy reason. The first gentleman. You might know him. He's a, he was a writer for many years, and now he's a cast member on the television program <laughs> Saturday years. Night Live. <laughs> he also is a cast member on Aquafina. Is Nora from Queens, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Um, he is the host of Los Culturistas. I'm going to say he's a media darling. He's fucking hilarious. He's a joy. He just woke up from a nap. And he's my precious treasure from Colorado. Ladies and gentlemen, Bo and Yang. Hello. Hi, Arden. Hi, Bowen. How are you? I'm good. I'm sorry I was zonked out when you no. were first checking in with me. We want you ha- as you are. We do I'm not, so happy. We don't need you to be anything other than how you are. That's that's the truth. We want how I am is happy. Oh, are you? you? That's good. Yes. I feel how I am right now. I feel okay right now. I'll be honest okay. with you. I put on Did, some lip gloss. That's, yes, that's feeling good. I've got. I've cut my own hair three times. Have you guys got? Have you gotten a pro haircut yourself? Have you no, a, not yet. 
I'm not, not doing yet. it. It's not happening. Until the vaccine? I bought myself some high-end clippers, and <laughs> I got a razor, and uh, it's starting to get a little wide. I'm not going to lie. I feel like my no. last one is not as exciting as I want. My last cut wasn't as much of I cut too much. From, I, cu- I bobbed it. It Missed looks it. great. Thank it looks you so great. much. I was fishing. With us also, he also hosts the wonderful podcast, Las Culturistas, which is a joy, and you should listen to it, and it's so fun. And they have a thing called I Don't Think So, Honey, and it's the greatest thing ever, and I might have to do one today. Um, he <laughs> is also the host of ga- the game show on Quibi. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a writer on the other two. He's been on Shrill. He is adorable and a <laughs> GD delight. Ladies and gentlemen, American treasure, Matt Rogers. Well, Woo! going into tonight, I was really excited <laughs> yes, to be on the yes. pod. <laughs> this is this is such a blast. I, I have to say, I'm, I'm thrilled and have been awake all day, wide awake, oh. ready for this. Oh my God. Uh, I, were you just slamming Bowen? And I hope you no, it wasn't that. a slam. It was just it was just a, really an observation on how people can go about go, doing days so differently. You know, a lot yes. of people they wake up in the morning and they sort of like survive for a few hours throughout the day, and then they'll take what's called a nap or a siesta. I love yeah. a nap. I sleep in very late. Some would say uh, socially unacceptable amount of time to sleep in, and then I'm awake throughout the day. I've done both of those in my life. I've done that. And mm-hmm. a nap, and I think I was depressed <laughs> in that college. What time do you wake up, Matt Rogers? Well, here's the thing. I actually was really impressed. So after living in New York for 10 years, I sure. find that it's impossible to wake up in the morning in New York. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Los Angeles, and something about just the, the L.A., like maybe it's the dryness it's or like the natural, the, the, the natural light that's happening. I will wake up naturally every day, 8 a.m. However... Now, with the COVID of it all, sure, the COVID I of it all. have been sort of sleeping until like 11, 11.30, which I, that, which I hate for me. I hate oh that Oh, my God. I love that for you. I find no. that, that actually, because I feel like that's what my body clock wants to do, and I drag mm. her out of bed early. Like, yeah. no, Arden, people who like themselves get up early. And I say people who like themselves get up early, but but they're tired. And then I, I need a nap. I, I, given my druthers, the yeah. problem is I nap too hard and then it's really over at night. But when, how do you nap every day? I have, I don't nap every day. I used to nap so well. Mm. And in the last, I would say five years, it's really diluted. This is, my nap strength is diluted. And now I'm just taking like these little nothing naps that don't make me feel rested. But like supposedly like, it's the 20 minute naps that are supposed to like be the perfect length and it's not sticking. I'm such a master of naps that to anybody out there, and if you're listening to this at a later date, I want to say if it's winter time and you decide to take a nap, which you should because you've earned it, nap with the lights on so you don't wake up confused yeah. wondering in case you sleep too hard. I don't want you to, my precious babies out there, to worry that you slept through Thursday. Just yes. sleep with the lights on so you have some idea. With us also are a woman who should be getting a tan about now. This is the time of year should we go out in bikinis and go hiking and whatnot. And Anna should now be officially Tana Hosnier. Anna, I'm not Tana, tan. how are you? How's your how's your tanning situation happening? <laughs> I haven't been tanning at all. I'm not I'm oh. not classic Tana right now. I'm <laughs> Do we need to do a Kickstarter for a tanning bed for you? Yeah, please, please, quick. Are you usually like a tan queen? Because I am too. I get very tan, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Very it's, tan. It's the Greek in me. 
Oh, a little God, I wish I had Mediterranean. Mm, I, I if I I just get wrinkly, <laughs> burned, and freckled, and like pink. But I pre- I wish I had a little Greek. Katie Levine is also here. You guys, here we go. Let's get to it. Let's just break it down. I'm so sorry you had to watch three hours of Ben Higgins. Overall thoughts. Tell me. I want you to know that the show is really fun when you don't watch it in one yeah. terrible long edit with weird things of Chris Harrison's house and his son and checking it. Like it's just all it felt like was somebody on the on the orchestra on the side being like, fill it, stretch yeah, it out. I yeah. feel like ABC has run out of programming and they're just stretching well, it out. It really needs Matt. to be said how horrible Chris Harrison is. Like Tell he he sucks so bad. Like Tell he me. is just so boring. He's so nothing. And I I realized I, I sort of vocalized last night why it's right that he's nothing Great. because so often the bachelors are also nothing they are not yeah. so, too scared of a spicy bachelor right and so ben is he's a handsome guy but ultimately nothing and okay. so in order to like not detract from the fact that they have a not engaging person as the lead of the show selling the franchise. You can't have someone that's in any way going to show him up. And so that's why I think they've cast what is like a total cipher. It's completely bad. Like he's truly wallpaper. Wow. Yeah. And I've actually seen wallpaper. I'm more interested in than him. Like wow. like Arden's like, like, like for example, Arden's and her podcast studio. That's Hi like girl. if that if that podcast studio wanted to apply to host the show, I think it would <laughs> actually oh. not get the job because clearly what I'm saying is they, they don't want anyone taking away from the person that's supposed to be the most interesting person in the world, and that's why they have the least interesting person in the world hosting it. I will say, I think they do pick very safe male leads. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's the worst. I'm yeah. going to take us through the episode and feel free. Here we are, it's 2016. Mm-hmm. And we are in, once again, in Chris Harrison's like like awful, it looks like a Ramada in lobby. This yeah. guy must have all the money in the world. And then he has his one book that he's written, The Perfect Letter, displayed behind him <laughs> over his shoulder. Yeah. I looked it up. It is out of print. It's not. You can't get a new copy. So then why is he advertising it? I actually bought one, and I'm curious. I have sent oh. one. It's on its way. It's going to take a while because it's not new. So it's not. There were no prime options. You couldn't prime it to anyone. I'm sending it to Jerry Trainer, who does our podcast, who was on iCarly. He doesn't know that it's coming. Don't tell anybody who's listening. <laughs> I he does our podcast, and he's tortured by Chris Harrison. So at some point in his life, there'll be no note. I couldn't wrap it, but but the perfect letter will be arriving at Jerry. It's a novel? He wrote a novel. It's sort of like a Nicholas Sparks book where she like breaks up with the guy of her dreams and then she goes back to her home. That's what Chris Harrison wrote. It's called The Perfect Letter. I can't wait. There's an undertone of Christianity. I think there has to be. Now, I don't know if you noticed, but when Ben Higgins took his shirt off, he had a tattoo on his ribs. It's a scripture. He had scripture tattoo. Yeah, of course he did. Honestly, he, he is so perfectly what they were looking for in The Bachelor oh, and it's so it it's really is you can see in sort of the the Ben Higgins Bachelor model like really what's where we've arrived at with like capitalism it's like this is an aspirational person it's like a vaguely attractive cuz you know what he is attractive but yeah. but it's like sort of like who cares attractive with yes. vague christian imagery on there probably if you actually asked him what the stuff he has written on his body means he may not be able to tell you etc have you guys ever watched the show? Because mm-hmm. I know you watch Survivor. Well, Bowen, what's your experience with Batch? 
I watched the Rachel Lindsay season, uh, but I kind of petered out towards the end. Petered out, petered even. Out, petered yeah, out. yes, How yes. How much did we love Peter when she did? We love Peter. When she was like, when she actually chose Brian, mm-hmm. she was such a great bachelorette, but then her like digging in the heels and yeah. choosing Brian. I've actually um, developed more complicated feelings about this recently, very recently, because when you yes. were on Las Culturistas, we did talk about how me and Bowen saw the Rachel Lindsay season, and I, I've i realized that I actually think she made the right decision, and here's why. I'm, I'm actually oh. going to probably shock a lot of people with this, Wow! but fact of the matter is, I was thinking about this. Day literal one, she yeah. was on fire for Brian. Yes, she, she was, was. Mm-hmm. on fire for him, and this is a... And I, the reason I watched her season is because I could tell from like an interview that she did that she was smart. I wanted to support the fact that they had finally chosen a black lead. Yes. I, and, and not only that, but like she was smart. She's funny. She's like politically active and not afraid to yeah. say what she thinks. She's beautiful. She's engaging. I was like, I could watch her go all around the world. I want to be on her journey here as she finds this guy. And fact of the matter is, when someone is like this incredible person, I believe that that she really was on fire oh. for Brian. And at, ultimately, at the end of the day, I was disappointed in her because I think I sort of fell for the Peter edit because Peter is a dreamboat and a great guy. Oh. But she didn't oh. want to. She didn't want to like in her bones fuck Brian for the rest of. I mean, fuck Peter for the rest of her life. Be with Peter. She wanted to be with Brian, did. and I, I believe think- Rachel. I think she did in her bones want to fuck him, but I think she wanted to be with a guy that wanted her, which I get. But here's the thing, and Bowen, tell me if you agree with this. After the fantasy suites, if it's like close between two guys and she's banged both those guys and is like, I know what I want to do, then pretty much you you can have a sense of... So it it is about sex. But she wanted him to want to propose. I think she wanted Peter. Katie, right? Like, she wanted Peter. Yeah. And that Peter was like, I just want to be your boyfriend. And she was like, I didn't come here to get a boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, he was... Yeah, he was like, you. she was like, you have to propose or I won't, like, you're not going to be it. And he was like, well, I, I only want to propose once and I really like you, but this is new and... But the way that she says it now, and I don't think she's lying about this, because she seems to me like she seems to me to be like a real, like a real girl. Like she is, she says exactly what she means. I love her. I love her, and she's I fantastic. still do. And I think that she's been amazing about being so outspoken about being like, I will leave this franchise if there is not a, a piece yep. of p- person of color lead. We need it, it's it's crazy, and it's and in, in watching this three-hour episode, the lack of diversity oh is shocking. It is oh unacceptable. God. It is, well, it is, it also, is crazy. Also, the sheer fact that we had, we'll, we'll get there, but the sheer fact that we had the amazing Jubilee. And that Jubilee. They that they didn't check in with Jubilee. By I far know. the most She probably was disengaged and didn't want to be checked I know. In that I, my only prayer is that Jubilee didn't want to be there. Like, well, maybe she yeah. wanted, Jubilee. she was on Bachelor in Paradise, so I mean, she oh. wasn't done with the franchise immediately, but. We love Jubilee. All right, so here we go. Ben up top. He's in Indiana. He's shooting basketballs. He feels unlovable. Mm, That is the thing. You've got this hot, tall guy that feels unlovable. Like, that was the perfect thing. Was that... Sorry. He's, he's been rejected. Go, wait, he's dated a couple of women. Yes, Bowen. Sorry, 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 sorry. Like, like was that Ben's entire identity? Because, like, it, like in the past, yes. you have, like, the Virgin Bachelor. You have the yeah. Pilot Bachelor. Like, Ben's whole thing was he was on season 11 of Bachelorette, and he, he was... 
He was on Caitlyn's season. She Caitlin's was a great season. bachelorette. And yeah, he I was like on Caitlyn's season. And that's when I started. I, I'm only in starting. I, I'm sort yes. of late to the franchise. Yeah. So he was in Caitlyn's season. Ben was actually our first podcast season we broke down. And, oh. and he confessed to her in a moment that was very charming that he secretly believed that he was not lovable. And, and that's his whole thing in, in his season of The Bachelor now. Like that's, yes, that is it. his main... Although That's I will his say damage. that was his damage, but I didn't feel like they dragged it through Katie. What do you say? Like, I wouldn't say they didn't really drag it through the whole thing, but that was what I think maybe got him the title. Yeah. And then also remember he like the, the next season or the season after he went to paradise and did that whole thing where he like dressed like a mariachi player and like went on the beach and was like, I'm oh, unlovable. Yeah. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so he awful. like played it up after he milked it, so that he became that he went from the guy who's unlovable to the guy who said I love I'm in love with you to two women. That, that yeah. he sort of switched, but so then this season he actually had pretty fun ladies. We've got we've got the twins, uh, Olivia the news anchor. Um, we had Jubilee, uh, Kayla with her bouncy hair. So Kayla got the first date, and they're both in software sales, and she had like. <laughs> Full Breck hair, and they go with Kevin Hart and Ice Cube to like a dirty, cracked old spa store this in the valley is. with party lights. And they showed like the whole date, and, this, and I was like, "Oh, we're in for a night!" Like this is yeah. They don't have anything to air. Matt, what did you think of the Kevin Hart Ice Cube date? I mean, I thought it was a great excuse to get Kevin Hart and Ice Cube on the show. I mean, it, <laughs> they certainly booked them on the show, and they definitely did it. I mean, Kevin Hart definitely farted in that tub, and it probably was the funniest <laughs> thing that a lot of people that have watched the show have ever seen. So uh, I celebrate the show for uh, their. Ability to book celebrity guests. I think that um, I once saw, uh, I think it was another season, and they had Ashton and Mila on. Yes. Like, yes. Uh, like that was the Rachel season. Yeah. Was it Rachel Amy, season? Yeah, yeah, Amy Schumer's been on. They've, they've had Nick uh, Amy Offerman. Schumer was hilarious on this show. Amy Schumer's great. Nick Offerman and uh, Megan Mullally have been on. They, they there was read, a really good part of when Amy Schumer was on where the guy was like, I just don't want to, like, because they were, like, writing, like, comedy stand-up bits. Yeah. And he, he, he was like, the guy was like, I just don't want to be, like, too smart for the audience. And Amy Schumer goes, I'm going to stop you right there. You're not. <laughs> you, don't worry about that. You are yeah. not. Yes. Well, I feel like there's, like, weird super fans of the show. Yeah. Um, we see the crazy twins clogging. The sheer fact that they cast <laughs> identical hot twins from Vegas. The twins <laughs> were a real casting find. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, um, I, I was thinking to myself, like, I wonder if there's a world where they would have been okay with him picking both of them. <laughs> I, I mean, you kind of get the feeling watching this. That they they've been in Vegas and like create like I don't know Anna what do you think that there there's like a that you kind of feel that they've been sold as like this package in Vegas in the past uh, the tall twins thing I can't really wrap my mind around it's so inappropriate to put people in the situation where you have to pick one girl who looks exactly like another girl like there's something so dark about that that I can't and then they're also like performers where they perform as twins like when they were like hello nice to meet you at the same time that's not i mean they clog together so it's like it's it's not even just like twins it's like weird 
like yeah. sort of th- this. They essentially cast the same person. Yes, it's weird. They're weird. And in Paradise, I remember watching one of them. I remember watching them get each other ready for a date, and they had like they had like tanner wipes, like self tanner wipes. And I remember watching one of them put like down the asshole like of the other one. <laughs> Like wiping into the ass crack. Like, do you remember that, Katie? Oh, do you remember no. that? Yeah. I remember it. I could never forget something like that. Yeah, like I have a sibling. I can't imagine my brother ever like <laughs> no. wiping my ass crack with Tanner. No, but did but. they? Did they? Did they get sent home at the same on the same day? No, one See, of them. Yeah, that was that's what confused me. It's, yeah. The whole thing is so str- crazy. Then we have a little. <laughs> so then they're like, okay, okay. I really feel like ABC's trying to be woke, and they're like, remember we had Jubilee? Like, didn't get her back, but like, she was so great. She, she was so beautiful. She's uh. an army veteran. She and she was cool, and she was like, I have trouble talking around you sometimes. She's obsessed with hot dogs. Um, and that she was her entire family had died and like she said that she worried that she wasn't lovable she was adopted she was in an orphanage and she was the only surviving person of her family and I just loved her I wish she was a bachelorette Mm -hmm. I would like to know how like were you surprised that they didn't cut to her Anna like I was waiting for a check in with Jubilee I feel like Jubilee has turned away from this this franchise after her turn in uh, Paradise, what where happened? they I didn't even she was remember, cut right away, or like she just left and they didn't explain why she left. Maybe that was the second time she went back, but she just was like at one point they're like Jubilee and Venmo John didn't work out. Jubilee left, and we're all like what? And then it was like gone. Don't worry about it. Mm. That's right. I, I forgot that she was with Venmo John for a second. Um, Venmo there guy, John. There was a guy yeah. named John who worked at Venmo. And he's one of the, the founding Venmo members. John. Venmo, yeah. that, that's the classic name, Venmo John. I love that. Uh, I feel like Jubilee, honestly, m- was probably approached to do a check-in. And she was like, if you think that right now <laughs> I am coming on Bachelor, your three-hour Bachelor corporate-ass <laughs> garbage yeah. to like talk about the ways in which... I I think that she probably is incredibly smart and like has moved on from she this. Has, yes, she. And I like, bet they filmed this months ago. I guarantee you they. Because didn't Kayla know. says that she's been engaged since January and it's been a few months. Like it's been a few months. I think oh. they filmed this. I think these were all filmed in one weird weekend yes. with Chris Harrison <laughs> and his son. Um, I think they banged this out when they're like, "Okay, oh shit, Claire's not going to get to. Okay, let's do it in April." Like I, I see. think they. Banged it all out in one weekend, well before anything went down with any, like, you know, George Well, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, her viewpoint on the franchise is similar (laughs) to Rachel's, which is, like, what the hell? I I mean, like, I, I think that if she was not asked to be The Bachelorette, that's a mistake. Because she very clearly is the most engaging, most unique... Uh, followable person that they depicted last night in this yes. show, yes. and um, I wouldn't be surprised if she kind of feels like hindsight being twenty twenty. Maybe she's still a fan of the show. I know she like still watches it and tweets about it, but she's got a private Instagram. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, she she has really disappeared from like public life. Good for her. Yeah, but she Whoa. but she is I think like anyone else in the world who has a brain like 
I've read is really like sort of galvanized and like really is working hard right now in this in this cultural moment. So I wouldn't be surprised if like maybe she did they did check in with her and she was like I don't want to be used like or something like that because it yeah. was odd that they did not follow up with her and they did follow up with like lace. I know. I do <laughs> think this all happened before. I do think this any of this happened before, but like mm. I bet they would have begged Jubilee as yeah. they should. Oh, sure. <laughs> I, yeah. But yeah, the, oh, God, they should have, she would be the most interesting bachelorette. Like, because I would, think about hometowns. Like, oh, my you would God. Just, mm, oh, my God. It would just be like, it, it would be like so a study emotional. on grief. It would be a study yes. on like, yes, oh, like resilience and shit. And she's yeah. so hot and she's a veteran. Yeah, she's like, like, she's like a, like, black woman she's a veteran she's interesting she has a dynamic yeah. past she yeah. but the fact of the matter is like and rachel talks about this a little bit too like did you did you know there was a ratings dip when rachel was the bachelorette yes, it was, yeah it was, it's it was, so fucked up because she's so obviously the best bachelorette but there yeah. was a ratings dip because the viewing audience is racist and i yeah. think that they they don't they just don't there's a lot so I think that the way you do that is like you have to get this viewing audience used to seeing a more diverse cast and that's not something they've done until recently because you look at this cast and you're like yeah, yeah no wonder they're shocked when you have a black lead you haven't like there's you been- haven't had any black cast members <laughs> and you yeah. also like I know and there's there's actually we always talk, we've been talking about this every week but there's a great Instagram account called Batch Diversity that has a petition going that had a petition going that I think helped get the first black bachelor cast but they're also mm. petitioning to have 35% representation of like all, all, you know a, a diverse cast they want yeah. people behind the scenes they want to be equitable screen time so even if the cast is like they want fair equal screen time right they want res- like mental health resources to help support um you know any That's minority great. people that go on and have to help deal with the because it's like an unusual situation so yeah. Yeah. go to batch diversity and sign the petition and post about it um, well, think about also like what jubilee had to deal with in the house being the only black woman there in the house with all these women yeah. like like that's few... another thing it's not even just about like on camera representation it's about the experience she must have oh, had yeah. I think there was like two other. It wasn't Jamie. There was like two other African American women there. Maybe that's were there? They didn't show yes. them. Yes, there was one a, girl who didn't like Olivia. Jamie. Jamie and I don't remember. Unfortunately, they don't show them, so you don't know. If I recall, she came in. And she, I, am I crazy? And I, I feel like there was two women, but yeah, I can't even imagine. It's and what's interesting is like. Paradise has actually gotten much more like I feel like Paradise is looks more like the rest of the world a little bit like because mm-hmm. but Paradise looks like the rest of the world. It really wow. does, guys. A little <laughs> bit. It's getting better. Um, okay, so then we have uh, they go to the Pig Island. I remember this group date. <laughs> And there was this pig swimming, and then the pigs just start attacking all the women. The pigs were, like, attacking JoJo. <laughs> and I remember this was, like, a disaster of a group date, which <laughs> I very much enjoyed. Um, and then we get the beauty. I have to say, Lace was an incredible character. Because what was funny was you thought Lace was going to be the villain. And then, and then Olivia ended up being the villain. But Lace came out hard and was mm-hmm. so fun as a villain because she just was hammered like from the get-go. And her <laughs> eyes are closed. She's like, ooh, close your eyes. 
like, I want yeah. the first kiss. Ooh. You know, and he's like, well, you got it, you know. Yeah. And and then and she's like, I just want Ben to want me. Do you notice me? Do you even know that I'm You didn't even look at me. Can I talk to you for a second? It was so fun to watch. Like, I felt like my drunk aunt at Thanksgiving, but, like, yeah. who was hot and, like, a real estate agent from Denver <laughs> who was, like, trying to corner Ben Higgins and... She's so hot, but then, like, clearly his hands were full. Did you enjoy Lace? Matt Rogers. Um, did I enjoy Lace? Yeah. Yes. I identify um, with someone being like, hi, you didn't look at me. <laughs> I get her. Um, me uh, too. I also ultimately felt really sad for her. Yes. Because her realization that she is, like, not well completely, I think. And also, I think that probably she came off weird to the audience, but I don't know, like knowing what I know about the way it's produced and everything. I think that she was genuinely coming to the realization that like, I need to step away from this because it's not good for me and probably good for people watching this to see me like this. I don't like the message it's sending. I don't like this psychologically, what it's doing to me and I need to remove myself. And even though I might look crazy in the moment doing this, it's better. I do this now than I continue to spiral because I need to, Help. She's the only character that's been on it that had the wherewithal to actually pull herself out of like by the scruff of the neck. Like yeah. she actually had enough wherewithal pretty early on because mm-hmm. she made a high impact, low episodes. Like yeah. she pretty early on made a big impression and was the only person I've ever seen who was like, you know what? This probably isn't for the best of everybody. Like as my tattoo says. If you can't love yourself, ain't nobody gonna love you. Like it's like you know she's like the and and but it was just amazing. It was like we have eye contact glory. We're eye fucking these bitches can suck it. Um, and then she's like, I was very dork. Let me. I was very dorky. Can I tell you a picture, Bowen? Let me tell you a picture. I was very dorky looking when I was a kid. I had two sets of bangs. I looked like Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana. And then she starts crying. She's like, I ruined my chance. Because this was not the lace I promised myself I would be. The bad lace came out, and I just thought. <laughs> and then she was mad at herself, and um, and it was. And then she, and then we saw her today. Bo and Yang, how did you feel about seeing the present day lace? I was happy to see present day lace. The ring light against her makeup on her face did her no favors it yes. was a different tone from yes. her neck and her shoulders yes um but but she seems remarkably she seems really well adjusted now though yes. i really do i see I, I feel like she's like a best case scenario what happens to a reality show person who kind of makes a fool of themselves and then has like and then yeah i mean it speaks to like her self-awareness and her like agency to like First of all, pull away yeah. from the show in the moment. Yes. And then second of all, to like come back to it years later and be like, yeah, like I'm not even uh, like that. I, that's that's not who I was. That's not who I am. And I've changed. Um, it, it was kind of cool. I, I, I enjoyed the lace check in. Anna, were you jamming on lace? <laughs> Man, lace is such an interesting character to me, because did you also know she denied that's what her tattoo said at the yeah. end of her? Yeah. She was like, that's it's not like, what you it says. Your own tattoo. And she was it's also like, what does it kind say? of like Shaded Harrison. She was like, yeah. She was like, oh, that's not what it says. I was like, but yeah. you just said, as my tattoo says. We're just going off the info you gave us. Yeah. Also, what you guys don't know is she went on to Paradise and yeah, was engaged to the guy yeah. Grant. And uh, Grant another, turned out to be an interesting tattoo. character. Yeah, they got a Grace tattoo, Grant Lace. 
<laughs> so that's a whole thing. Yeah. And wow. then Grant and her broke up, and Grant went on Bachelor in Paradise Australia and, got and then hooked up with this girl, Allie, this Australian girl, Allie, but then ended up breaking up with Allie after he walked in on her on a night where they'd been drinking in L.A., Getting eaten out in his stairway by his friend. His so friend, he walked in on her. She wouldn't kiss anyone, and then she came to LA to visit. And then, and then allegedly he found her like getting eaten out in the stairway, and then told everyone. He told yeah. everyone. They went on, he went on a podcast. He went on a podcast and told, told everybody. Yeah. Oh. And that's why they broke up. And God. then she became the Bachelorette. Yeah, she became Bachelorette Australia. <laughs> and then she I was love like, that How? though. It's the best. I yes, love Matt. that she became the Bachelorette, though, because I think that that is the kind of person I would like to see on television more. Is like, no, I'm not kissing you. Eat my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the kind of shit that I want. I, I, I think we the... could benefit from that type yeah. of lead more than like the Ben Higginses of the world. I think the I know, women are more. The women are more like that. I feel like the guys are so vanilla, and I find that the female leads are more fun. Like, yeah. they're a little more. They got more excitement. The guys are mm-hmm. so... These are not got The only sexy guy they had turned out to be such a piece of shit, Juan Pablo. You think like, he was the sexiest one? I think at first he was the only one that had any game. And then, like, like he was the only one that had any sex appeal. But then he turned out to be such a dirtball. I don't know why mm. I'm so attracted to Nick Vile. Okay. I am. He, I enjoy Nick Vile. He's a lovely guy. He's a friend of the podcast. I'm going to say I didn't think he was a great bachelor. See, I think he'd been through the machine. He'd seen behind the curtain so many times. No, you saw the light leave his eyes after a while. Yeah, he was yeah. checked out. He was but, like um, a road hard and put away wet. Have you met him? He's very hot in person. No, I've never met him, but I would we welcome the opportunity. We think he has BDE. He's got big dick energy. For he sure. Yeah. I mean, for anyone that Rachel thought she was in love with, I'm in love with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you pick? Brian with his cheekbones and his mom, Peter with a salty hair and his te- teeth gap, or Nick Vial and his BDE? Honestly, I think that like it's a scary answer. Like I think I, I think I might be down for Brian the most because he I think he's got like the most sexy energy. But I, honestly, he's very Long Island. Brian's very Long Island. That's the yes. thing is it's like it's a thing like intrinsic in me. Like that's sort of like what is his last name? Abasolo. Yeah, like, he's got he, Doctor Abs. He was he's a like Cuban a chiropractor. Yeah, but he has like a mug that says Doctor Abs. It's yeah, just like his. The thing about him though is. Chiropractors are not doctors, um, but it's funny that he calls himself a doctor. Um, Dr. But Doctor Abs, I love. Um, the thing is, I actually out of the four that were Rachel's top four, my favorite was it would, it would be between Dean and Eric. I like Dean oh, a lot. Dean, yeah. Dean is hot. Dean is so hot. Okay, well, let's talk about that. So Dean comes back, <laughs> and we see Dean and Kaylin, and they're like in the van, and. I have to tell you, we've met Dean. He is so fucking hot. Yeah, he's hot. <laughs> like, you see where he needed to put that ring on because and it's not going <laughs> to stop people. Like, his <laughs> eyes, he's, first of all, he's really tall. Can we just start with the fact that he's tall? He's a tall guy. His eyes are so mesmerizing, and he's got a little twinkle in his eyes, mm-hmm. and... Do you remember from her season? He's got that terrible dad. Is the yeah, heartbreaking that was, story where his mom yeah. died. His dad was like a Sikh, right? Like he kind of left the family to yeah. become a Sikh. His dad became a Sikh after his mom died, mm-hmm. and like, 
And then, like, I remember they had them at, like, the yurt, and they were, like, feeding, like, Nick Vial mung beans. No, it was, no, I'm sorry, it was, that was Rachel. It was Rachel. And Lindsay. they laid on the floor, and she told him that she loved him. So she told him she was in love with him. Eesh. So we met him right after that, before Paradise, where, and it was literally, we did Outside Lands, and we were concerned because we were the earliest show of the entire Outside Lands Festival of any <laughs> it was a broad daylight you know and like competing against like uh, like a musical act like and so we were like no one's and tickets are expensive we're like literally yeah. no one is going to come it's like yeah. it's 8am it was so crowded because of Dean I truly believe yeah. Yeah. Wow. it was as if it was like um, Robert Pattinson at the height of Twilight. Mm, Anna yeah. had to go get him and yeah. walk him through the crowd. That were, it like, took me like 45 him. minutes to walk him to our, our tent because so many girls would be like, ah! and I'd be like, yeah. oh, we gotta keep going. We, we gotta keep going. Yeah. Because Was he smart? He seemed smart. Yeah, no. You didn't think really? so? Smart. I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> so, so I thought he was this fine. Is, this is the thing I, this was my pull in yeah, watching, smart. in watching um, his interview with his now fiance or whatever is happening it's like he has stumbled upon like this idea that you don't have to get married to wear a ring or be committed and you could tell this was like something that he had worked for years to arrive at and i'm like this is like not that intellectual of a place to arrive (laughs) but he had been she had treated it like it was this thing like this major breakthrough he had made and i was like cool dude you have a girlfriend but they spent like (laughs) truly so long last night explaining that they wear rings and are committed to each other but are not getting married. It was just like, do we need any more time understanding they're not going to get married? Okay, they, he doesn't want to marry yeah. this girl. He felt Great. a little bit like his dad yes. talking about like wanting to not get the government involved. It yeah. felt a little like libertarian <laughs> seed bank in the like, yeah. side of a mountain in uh, like Idaho. There was a little seed bank quality of like the government's not going to... I'm yeah. not going to let the man know who's legally married to me. The way Kalen said, um, we don't have to get the government involved, screamed libertarian. I was like, yeah. oh, this is bad. And it's like, yeah. she was a beauty pageant queen. She like, was the was like, beauty. She was the beauty queen. Honey, you I, want that way. Now she has, like, Instagram face, so, like, fully, like, okay. cheekbones, lips, cat face. Like, can that's... we talk about the Instagram face and we can get there a little, like, we, there was a text thread happening last night. They all get out. Although JoJo's pretty much stayed JoJo for the, but like I like JoJo. JoJo I love JoJo. Lauren's face, Lauren's new face, like the girl that we saw last night who fell for Ben Higgins, and then the present day Lauren. It's literally like two completely. Let me see if I can hold up a foot. This is like her. This was her like a week ago. This is Lauren a week ago. No, yeah, that's not the same young woman. It's not the same. That's a complete different human. The, the jawline is sawed down for mm-hmm. filth. The yeah. jawline, the new teeth, I think a nose job, maybe well, cheekbones. We should say it's the patriarchy that did this to her. and that Oh, shit. Katie's evil. holding up a before and after. Yeah, yeah that's right. I mean, though, they don't look the same. But the fact of the matter is, like, regardless of like what she's looking like now, I could not believe that she was the one that he picked. Okay. What is her deal? Like, what what is interesting about her? Tell us. Like, okay. Matt and I are truly stumped. Um... Literally, I think for, I think that he, I think the side of him that thought he wasn't lovable, this Mm -hmm. is my, this is my armchair psychologist. I Mm -hmm. think the side of him that thought he wasn't lovable, for whatever reason, she reminded him of the dream girls in high school that he couldn't get, like, that were kind of like, and I think it was, 
I can't believe she's with me. For whatever reason, like his high school brain. This is my armchair psychologist of like, she's the virgin. Maybe she looked like the girl. And like, I think he, she was the prom queen. Mm -hmm. And even though Jojo is a stunner and cool, I Mm -hmm. think... She's also kind of a wifey. She felt a little bit like wifey material. Trophy, yeah. yeah. I don't think he wanted anything like threatening or He didn't want the he didn't want the interesting one. No. No, Jojo yeah. was great. Okay, before we get to that, then we have uh Olivia. Before oh, before we yeah. get to Olivia, we'll take a little quick break. It's time to get sexy. Oh yeah. I need a sexual timeout. And we're back. Okay, so Olivia comes back. Olivia, we find, she was a fun villain. She really was an interesting one because usually if somebody gets the first impression rose, they make it pretty far. And mm-hmm. they've also said historically with the females, when there's a bachelorette, whoever they give their first impression it's rose who they to pick. is who they end up picking, mm-hmm. which was Brian, Dr. Yep. Epps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Olivia got the first impression rose, and she was. She was a news anchor. She was beautiful. She was beautiful confident. Beautiful girl, yeah. But she was a little crazy with the other gals, and she did have a face she would make that was like, like she got a little, the competition <laughs> got the best of her. She was like sort of hissed. It was like a devil eye. Like she got a little much, but but this was where we really saw how mean the franchise could be. Yeah. Like that, I remember the gals being mean about her cankles. Like they were talking about her ankles, and like they were so mean. I think mostly because she kept getting the roses. Like I think yeah, they were and jealous. She was very competitive, and uh, this poor gal. And then when she jumped out of the cake, it's like okay, well that's awkward. And if you're not a dancer, like it wasn't that bad. She still I felt really figure. bad when she like, broke down after that because that was like about more than. Yeah, clearly, like yeah. they made her do that. She felt self conscious. She tried to have fun with it. Didn't thought that she looked stupid. All the women were probably look. You know that probably was a much thicker experience um, than we. Think. I think because she's also been so. She was very. She was all like bravado. She was super confident, and I think watching that. It reminded me of, like, a terrible stand-up show I had once at, like, a showcase for, like, Warner Brothers. You know what I mean? Where, yeah. Where we, like, you know. Where, like, the... And I remember, like, the other comics, like, couldn't look me in the eye. You know, this was, like, 12 years ago. But, like... She bombed for the first time. She bombed. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, she bombed. And you know you ate shit, and everyone knows you ate shit. Yeah. It's a terrible... Have you... I mean, it bombing. Sucks. It sucks. Bombing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I've bombed when it's really counted. And, uh, me too. How do you shake that? Like, when you've bombed when it's counted. Like, it's one of the worst feelings in the world. It's like... It's like... I'll, when I... There's certain environments... Like, there's certain things I still think of that it's like, I just want to take a shame shower. I just want to, like, yeah. wash it off. Well, that's like, what you... You act crazy. When you're not someone who bombs, yeah. and then you bomb, you act crazy afterwards, because you're like, but you guys know, Right? I mean, come on, that was like, and that, that's, I think, where she went, where it's yeah. like, that's why she went over to him and was like, I want to start over. And he was like, kind of right. like, what? Because I would imagine that that was not necessarily as bad in his eyes as it was in her head. So I think that she, and also remember, they're doing this for months. The other women right. in the house don't like her. The only people she's got to talk to are the producers. Right. Um, so it's like. And they want her to go crazy. Yeah. And so I feel really bad for her because I I could identify what she was doing. And also the fact of the matter is like when they were saying the whole time, like the way that Chris Harrison was saying the whole time, 
in, in the episode, and of course, Olivia. They would. It was like she was a serial killer or something. I know. And then they got to her, and I'm like, oh, what's this girl's big thing? Like, she's like winning, and the other girls don't like her, and she's kind of annoying. Like they she's didn't not edit evil. in. They, I think because they didn't want to look too much like the bullies that they are. Like, even though they did kind of bully, like. I felt like they did kind of like, oh, hey, how are you, Olivia? Like, it was still checking. It was clear they they felt really bad. They had edited her. I mean, she was, she was a person who, even though it was, which is interesting because she made her career on camera, Mm -hmm. but who had no awareness of, Right. she was so thirsty for him and so extra that she would literally be like, like, and mm-hmm. to watch somebody be like top dog, but like not be able to roll, um, mm. it felt like I punching did. down, annoying. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah, but they they can I just say they also did really like if I w- went through what she went through, I would have such like horrible body dysmorphia because they would fuck with her and be like, mm-hmm. well, the other girls would be like, well, she doesn't eat anything. That's why her breath smells so oh, bad. Right. And like being like, that's oh. why Ben keeps trying to feed her mint. Like it, it's like all this fucked up stuff where Shit. it's like, what? They were, Ugh. she this was didn't such need a to be included. They just did anything they could. And then this poor young lady who looked so cute in Austin. I loved her haircut. I felt she seemed to have, a, I mean, it it was the underbelly of seeing the amount of therapy and like not just yeah. like heartache like JoJo like oh I didn't get picked but like I got beat up by America and these humiliated ladies. and then left humiliated. on a beach as a helicopter drove away like Dude. it was Dude. so much that two on one by the blowhole that like that island he it was on a two on one and he picked one of the twins I remember yeah. oh god <laughs> well, well you could tell that you could tell that once the check in started and she's like I'm so nervous and shaking it's like oh this is a trauma like this is yeah. traumatic she's and having like, PTSD oh like, she for yeah. sure has PTSD yeah and, and then, then when having had to ben go come see back Captain to apologize I actually felt that he oh. well there's a part of him that wants to run for office I actually felt <laughs> that he was classy like I felt that he did the right thing apologizing yeah but I was he wasn't her. addressing her, though. Did you notice that? Yeah. He was addressing the audience and not her the entire yeah. time. He was like, guys, come on. like, d- d- Go easy on Lace. This woman is amazing. It's like, yeah. you're not talking to her. Right. And also, like, it's not us that needs to chill. Like, I mean, yes, there are fans that are abusive to her, but it's like, you were a part of this situation. Right. You are the person that's in a power position here, and you're the one who, in the television show we're watching, has been introduced to apologize, so you apologize. Yeah, it also felt he a little did. bit... He did. It's, what's been interesting is all these people, including the leads, are like, oh, I can't believe you're airing. Like, the, nobody seems excited to have their season yeah. air. Did you yeah. notice that? Yeah, everyone's everyone wants to forget about it. Everybody wants to forget about it. So then we have... Um, all right, so oh, poor, yeah, that was the the blowhole and the wind, and she was shaking. Poor Olivia, it was, I, I'm glad it that was, it was actually funny because we were watching it, and my boyfriend was sitting next to me, and, he, and while he's while she was talking and doing the check in, he was like, "I love her." I know, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I mean, I like her too. And then I looked over at the end of her interview, and I peeked over my boyfriend. My boyfriend is very funny. Yeah, he, he just like the way he behaves and is in the world. I looked over his shoulder, and he was following her on Instagram. Oh. <laughs> I mean, 
she was like a beautiful kind of cool. Yeah. I love that she she also has a podcast called Mouthing Off where she reaches out to other villains. There's a villain support group. That's a yeah. really cool idea I for get a podcast. It. I get it. Yeah. Has I would anybody listen to, listen to that? Has anyone listened to that? I browse the episodes, and she doesn't do just Bachelor people. She does, like, 90 Day Fiance villains. So it's, all, like, it's a whole podcast of villains? Of, like, romance reality show villains. That's fun. That's a fun idea for a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I, she she came out a lot. I mean, because I remember reading that she was, like, suicidal afterwards and oh, came a long way. I'm not surprised. You, get, mean, you, you feel yeah. worthless in front of everyone, and you know that people were in her DMs telling her to kill yeah. herself. And I kind of hate so that that uh what's his name harrison chris harrison was all I, I just yeah like he was like well i'm really sorry about that it's like are you kidding you're but sorry also, like you guys you really? ruined her yes exactly but you also wonder like okay so she had she was clearly like presentable enough like a put together and smart enough to be like a reporter you know yeah. like was that were her whole chances? I feel like once people enter into this franchise, everyone gives up any career they had before. Like it's just immediately like l- take your career out of your pocket, leave it in the bag at the door. You'll never see that again. You're going to become an influencer. That's like, interesting. It's like yeah. My, my boyfriend brought that up. He was like, I feel like this is going to ruin their lives. And and he was like, he was like, I hate this show. This is so mean. This is the worst thing ever. And I looked at him and I was like, Jared. They're getting what they wanted out of this, which is to become a social media influencer. Yeah, like you essentially, are, uh, like, yeah. like so. But but also at the same time, like I think that a lot of the people that they get to get on this show really do believe in the fairy tale of it, and that's sad. Um, sometimes it works out. Some of sometimes it works. You need to come when it's a normal thing and not a horrible. Um, time goblin just eating your month like you're just talking well I've seen the whole season I've seen the Rachel season which was like you know a gr- I think a great representation of the show did you like be, it many, I loved the most of the season and then on the last episode I thought she kind of lost it for me in the last two episodes when me she too. told Dean that she loved him I thought that was a little fucked up yeah and when she clearly was just feeling bad and maybe in her feelings but also can't expect her to be perfect the whole, all the time and then when she didn't pick Peter I was upset because me too I didn't understand why she went. If she was just going to pick Brian, why did she need to weep her eyelashes off with him in the hall with Peter yes. in the hallway and like beg him to stay and like yes. beg him whatever and then say just kidding I was going to pick Brian the whole time. So the hypocrisy of that yeah. I didn't like, but ultimately the season I loved. I guarantee you um the Matt James season is going to be fantastic. You think? Yeah. I do. Because we do. don't know anything about Matt James, right? Exactly. I actually think that's great. Like, I yeah. think there's a beauty of a reset of the. Because they used to do that. They used to go find eligible people and bring yeah, them in. Yeah, someone new. Yeah. I think it's good to press reset on the franchise. Somebody cool. outside. He's best friends with one of the one of the most beloved contestants there ever was. Um, Tyler Cameron, who was so adorable. Who's a nice guy. Who loved his mom. Like, he's a stand-up guy. And they're best friends. Cool. <laughs> anyway, okay. So here we are. We have so we're at the fantasy suites. There's three women. Oh, there was also Amanda. Amanda was a single mom. Um, she made it to hometown. Yes. And um, the kids. She, and she's got two little kids. I mean, Amanda was a very popular. She did a lot of rounds on this franchise. It was interesting. She was so cute. It was like, I, like to be fair to Amanda, I think she had two little kids and her 
husband dumped her. Like, yeah. I think she got left high and dry. Oh. Um, her kids were three and two. Yeah, and he just left. So, um. brutal. So, it's... Um, that so then hard. she left those kids, too, for three months to go do the bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. But she did do that. It's definitely... It's hard because like, you can see where... Ben says he's not scared and he goes to go meet and I remember when he went to go meet them like the the whole episode they were like crying and in like a minivan you could see the terror the water like the Titanic water rising yeah. of just like panic um th- that is I'm always conflicted when there's like little people involved and that they and that they meet them on the show that's hard yeah my, that's another thing Jared said he, he was like I cannot believe that she is putting these kids through this I know, and I my, was like yeah but I, she really believes that like I know she, she I mean she obviously wants like a father figure for them I and I think she's just going about it in an odd way and the kids were adorable and I said to him I'm like they're There's, not gonna remember this that's what they, they were little enough in yeah. some ways because we've seen other there was another really cute mom that was on Juan Pablo season and her son Ben was a little older, but he was a dad too. It's hard. But your only hope is that these gals, these little girls, don't remember. They're they were little remember. enough. That just, they may he's not just going to be a cool guy they played with one time, and they were camera. At the They're beach. Not, in the back of their mind, oh, they're not going to remember it's, it. It's hard to watch. So you're like, oh god. Okay, yeah. so she gets cut, and then we have <laughs> Kayla with the bouncy hair, and he calls her a sex panther. We learned last week that Ben Higgins was a sex ed minor in college, which is insane. insane. Which means he's bad in bed. Yes. Yeah. What yeah. is that for? A sex like, ed minor. Oh, I don't um, know. That's Kayla's whole thing. She's a tigress. She's a sex panther. She can't express herself. She's crying to her friends that she's having a hard time opening up. Um, and then I remember loving her mom when we went to hometowns. I remember her mom. I remember oh, yeah. Her, her mom braces. was cool. Her mom her was mom like, was well, queen. Asian queen. She was. She was a queen, Asian queen. She was like, she goes, well, honey, if you really love him, you better run downstairs and jump on him and tell him that you love him. I remember yes. being like, I loved her mom. Yeah, I well, love any. I love any parent figure that's like real. Yeah, yeah. She, had, she fully had adult braces. She was super cool. <laughs> she was like, "Go get at it," yeah. and she was fun. Yeah, loved her. She was. She was an Asian queen. She was an Asian queen. <laughs> I loved her. I loved her. So then we have her um, crying. She's ready to get married. She's ready to be his uh, wife. Like he cuts her. And I remember, like, Oof. I remember they were at Jamaica Sandals. Isn't that right, yeah. Katie? Wasn't this all at Sandals, Jamaica? Yeah, like the last, like those last three episodes were all in Sandals, Jamaica. Okay, which actually looks strangely nice, which was confusing. It looks nice. And I'm going to tell <laughs> Bowen, I'm going to tell Bowen and Matt something that we're going to cut out. Okay, we're, we're back. This we're is back. The, this is the, and uh, just, we're back, but we just spoke about Fantasy Suite rumors. Yes, but, uh, This yes. is the thing I want to say about the Fantasy Suite, though. That is a huge deal. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, like, the viewing audience has to understand, like, you're watching this and watching this and watching this, but what happens behind closed doors that we don't see, we just have to accept as a huge narrative whole. Because, A, it's like you are going to act like a different person when the cameras aren't there. And, B, like, how you physically and sexually, emotionally, in that way, open up to someone and connect to someone is huge. So I'm not surprised oh. at all to hear that 
the results of that closed door experience I weigh mean, in heavily. I think particularly on The Bachelor, the burden yeah. is on the ladies. I fear that, like, to put on the show of your life, like, but it, not too Ugh. much of it. Like, you still want to be, like, wifey material because these are nice, like, Christian boys. And, like, well, you've heard about what happened with Rachel and Nick, right? No, no, no. Okay, so th- this is, I think, this is on the record, so this okay, is great. real. Okay, great. Um, but Rachel Lindsay was a contestant and had gotten a fantasy suite date and was, was going to go the day after the 2016 election. So she was in a bar the night before her fantasy suite date watching the election. No, no. And got trashed because Trump won. No. And was devastated. So the next day was the fantasy suite date. So if you watch her fantasy suite date, she kind of seems like very like dropped in and like sleepy and a little out of it. No. Because she is. Because she was hungover. No. Then she says that they went to the fantasy suite, her and Nick, and she pretty much passed out right away. (laughs) And they hadn't gotten a chance to really talk. They definitely didn't have sex. And she kind of knew anyway that he was going to pick Vanessa. So the next day, like when she gets cut, she was like upset because she didn't win. But you can kind of see when she gets cut. She's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. One of my favorite fantasy suite, like behind the scenes stories is apparently Rachel and hers had a list of questions to ask the guys. Remember this? Oh. Of like, do you have debt? Um, you know, oh. like just a bunch, like, what is your thought on this? What is your thought on that? And like asking them about like, actually like, how they are because I mean if you're going to marry someone if you're going to get engaged like what if you get engaged to someone and they go oh I'm $500,000 in debt and you're just like oh my fucking uh, god you know like yeah. well also yeah. like you need to be asking about what they believe politically because exactly. you're like not allowed yeah. to talk about it on the air yeah. and they yeah. like because the, the, their producers aren't going to use it and yeah. it's wasting time so you better believe the second that door is closed yeah. One of my questions is like, hi, what's what's the tea on like your political beliefs? Yeah. Because because you know that happened to Becca, who chose yeah. Garrett, uh, who ended up being like fucking alt right. Still, still, I mean, they're still uh, posting yeah. like, I, I thin think blue I line. Remember, I feel like someone told us that, that 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 was one of the questions. Is she asked like who'd you vote for and stuff like that? Good. I think also in Bachelorette New Zealand, because we've got to watch every country's Bachelorette franchise. We watch all of them. They're on our Patreon. If you guys want to watch, we're watching New Zealand. It's great. But that one, like, they'll be like, are you an anti-vaxxer? Like, on the show. Because, I mean, in New Zealand's next level. He's crazy, though, that guy. But still, it's like. He can't stop bringing up being an anti-vaxxer. It's really important. Yes, because I would hate to end up with a guy and he's like, we're not vaccinating our kids, okay? I would be like, no. I know, they do talk more real stuff. Yeah, they're talking about climate change. They're actually seeing if you're compatible. Yeah. So we caught up with Kayla and where she is. And she's the was doing the equivalent of I'm living my best life. Like I moved to New York, I became a fashion blogger. It's really important work. Um, (laughs) And you're like a a lifestyle blogger. I became a lifestyle blogger. She did call it important work. It's really important work. And I'm like, is it like? (laughs) And that's the thing, like, and then she's she got engaged to this guy. Hot guy, though. He was hot. He seemed nice. Yeah, he did seem nice. He's fine. I mean, whatever. But she, but she she got what she wanted with with, with what Matt was saying earlier. Yeah. Like, she, she wasn't going to sell software for the rest of her right. life. No. Like, now she's probably genuinely happy, like, blogging about yeah, stuff. Yeah, she lives yeah. in New York. She has a, she like, gets- husband. She, like, gets to talk about stuff that she wants to talk about. She probably has a loyal following because she came off really well on the show. She Great probably job, gets A-plus. free shit. I bet she gets free shit. Oh, yeah, well, up, yeah. up the butt, yeah. Um, 
Okay, before we get to Lauren B. and JoJo, we're going to take one more break. What is your fantasy? You. Hi, everybody. All right, so we're doing Lauren B. So we're down to the final two. Lauren B., um, he said this, and this to answer your question, Bowen. I feel like a little schoolboy trying to chase after his crush. That to me, he kept. Yeah. He couldn't believe he got her for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. She, I think, partially because she's a little dull. So there was like, I think sometimes when like I've done this, where somebody who was dull, I kept thinking, oh, they're just shy. They're just shy. And so you, you project of, onto you them. fabricate yeah. them. And yeah. I think he made her the girl he couldn't get, and the guy inside yeah. of him that like. Thought he wasn't lovable. I think this was it. Like, I'm going to feel okay. So they, I, I remember them releasing this Little Turtles, which was so fucking cute. And, like, it's funny hearing her talking now about herself then. Like, it's, I feel that she's, she's like, I like the simple things. Like, my daddy's obsessed with his yard. And, like, like what oh, What was you know, that conversation? Oh, my God. <laughs> and they were so basic. And this hearing, and, like... So we took her on a drive, and the Z Hotel used to be a movie theater, and it's where he got his first kiss, and he didn't know how to make the move, and he recreated it. And then she's like, and I remember them doing this a lot, like, I think you're my person. That was so cringe. I can't. She's like, I'm in love with Ben, not Ben the Bachelor. I'm in love with Ben from Warsaw, Indiana. I love Ben. I'm completely in love with you. And I remember, like, being happy for him, and then... We watched, there was like a show after this, like of them as newlyweds, and she hated him so fucking much. <laughs> and she just, she wanted, like, I think she was so disappointed by the reality of like a small house in Denver and not mm. being like, like, remember that, Katie? Yeah, like, do you, she do fucking you, hated him. Do you remember there was an entire episode? I, I, we watched this whole fucking thing because it, it, it was terrible. Terrible. But there was a whole episode where he wanted to use an old garage door as a headboard. Yeah. From, like, his first house. And the whole episode was about how she was just, like, absolutely She was like, not. no fucking way. And then, so and then she really, ABC had offered for them to get married on TV. And, like, she really wanted to. And he was like, mm, I don't really. Even though now he's kind of, like, fully in on the franchise. And, like, that's, it's just interesting how, like, she wanted the cameras rolling. She wanted yeah. the helicopter. She married yeah. a country country star. Like, but just seeing the beginning of this, it's like, I just like Ben from Indiana. I like well, simple things. It was weird because, like, the conversations that they would have were so cringe. And then when he would talk to JoJo or hang out with JoJo or, like, that moment Ugh. when she made him come into the bathroom with her and, like, Ugh. have a real conversation with her, I was like, it seems like you have some real rapport with yes. this girl. Yeah. And she seems to be the one that is actually it something is happening between you and her and when he dumped her oh you could see in his eyes like he knew he had made a huge mistake i mean there i think immediately he it was terror oh yeah. his, okay watching their date their wrigley field date was so cute yeah they were watching adorable. her do their little like flip book of like her being a house flipper and like trying to tell her like what she, they were so cute together and that she was such a and just even their chemistry like them in the under the waterfall them making out like when she i said, like when she came in with the horse's head on her head i was like i like her she's stupid yeah the unicorn she she <laughs> yeah. had a little like she had a little pepper in her pot yeah she was like stupid in a fun way that i connect with me too and i then, would wear a horse's head on my head and be like yeah. nay anyway see you later 
And then, like, she did it. And, like, he, when when she said, I, I, I've been trying to not say this, but, like, I am falling, I was falling in love with you, and now I can actually say I am in love with you. And he goes, Jojo, I love you, too. And the look on her little face when yeah. she says, what? You do? It was so cute. It was Very so sweet. Hopeful. And then finding out... <sighs> Like it was, fu- and she was very honest. I feel like in her interview because I feel like a lot of these people now, after the fact, are now with somebody else, and they're so they're so weird about it. Like getting interviewed, they're like, "No, no, I mean it's fine." Like, and I feel, <laughs> yeah. I feel like she was like when she had the next date with him, and he said he was conflicted, and she found out that he'd also said it yeah. to. This was Lauren. the big controversies. He said he's the first one to say I'm in love with you to two women. To two people. And that she felt like she'd been cheated on. I don't blame her. Me neither. Oh, I felt so badly. I mean, you can't. Here's the thing. It's like when I was watching it, I was like, so there's a world where, you know, all these women are in the house together. Yeah. This whole time. So they really know each other better than they know him. Yes. Yeah. When is it going to happen? That he can't decide between the two of them because he's legit in love with both of them. And they're like, we'll be together. <laughs> and the three of them all just go off and live <laughs> a poly existence. And I personally would be in support of it. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I, except for jo- I wouldn't want JoJo to be stuck with Lauren. Lauren, no. I mean, like, ultimately, JoJo can do better and has JoJo done and better. JoJo and Jubilee. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Um, I just... When he, she, they let her give the, like, at the actual proposal, she gave the longest speech. And they let her do the entire speech. And it's like, I love you. I love you with my whole heart. I trust you. And then Mm. when he goes, I, uh, the, uh. It was, it sucked. And then you'll notice that on her season, when she was the bachelorette, she did not allow the person that she, like, like, he started talking and she was like, stop. Yes. Because she's a kind person. Yeah. I agree with you. I have to say, he clearly was in love with JoJo, but he wanted mm-hmm. to pick the girl he couldn't believe he got. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine for he and Lauren, it was probably hard to get past. Like, he was gutted. Watching how he felt when JoJo walked away, it was like, he clearly, I agree with you. He knew he made a mistake. He loved her. They were happy together. They were so cute. Mm -hmm. He wasn't emotionally intelligent enough to understand what he had just done. But I think he knew enough to know that he had felt great despair. Because even when he was then... Like, you would think it'd be this thing where it'd be really hard to say goodbye to the runner-up. But you would then, like, have a second win because you know you're going to, like, start your life with the winner who you actually are in love with. But he, he, it looked like, never got over doing that to her. No. He looked fucked up from it. He really looked fucked up from it. And, And I felt watching her get interviewed... From her, everybody's backdrop looks the same, but her house looks the grandest of everybody's she looks, house. She has a big house. She's got a huge house. Well, she was, the, she was the lead. You know what and I mean? She, she probably has she, bachelorette money. She probably has, like, real endorsement money. And oh, yeah. she's also uh, half Persian, comes from some money. I've seen oh. her house. All, That's all right. Persians know where other people's Persian money comes from. We're all aware. I love, too, uh-huh. that there's... I also like that they actually had a... Boy, boy. They had a Persian <laughs> boy, bachelorette boy. and never... Really acknowledged. I know it. that was huge for me, and I was like, <gasps> "Well, that's because she was here. white passing, and they that they at the time probably felt nervous about saying she was yeah. right." Because right. yeah, like you'd be shocked. Like 
like I'll mention that I have Iranian friends to like basic white older people, and they'll yeah. be like, "What?" <laughs> like it's like it's like a crazy thing yeah. to them to even mention the word Iran because yeah. they're in their imagination, it's like a brown person who. Yeah. Like is flinging spices at you and shit. Yeah, like, the most is, racist conception of like. It was funny because when they went to her hometown in her season, or no, I guess it was the season. Her mom was just like her Persian ass mom who kept being like, she "She's was, a princess." Yeah. Like she was just chugging <laughs> she's a champagne. She to be treated like a queen. She was drinking champagne straight from the bottle, and I was like, "This is every family member I've ever had." Just and like her. treat her well, and you're like, "Inshallah, she wins the bachelorette." <laughs> She bring yes. nice man home. <laughs> yeah, I cook her, for him. Her brothers ran. Oh. They wore giant cowl neck sweaters, and they kissed her on the mouth and were like rude to him. Oh, yeah. They oh both ki- they kissed. They both kissed her right on the lips, and then it was immediately <laughs> awful to him. <laughs> so, oh, you it's guys have to come Persian. to a real season where it's fun. No, okay. I, I, I'm telling you, I was. I, are you going to do the Rachel season? Yeah. Do you want to? I mean, this one. Yeah. You want to do it? Yeah. I'll be back. <laughs> okay. Do you want to do the Rachel season? Yeah. Okay. Great. What are they airing that? Couple like, weeks. A couple, couple weeks. Couple oh, weeks. Yeah. Okay. Not next week. You get You're probably like there. interested in having other guests. So you, the ball's in <laughs> no. your court. No, I'm just saying. Like, we fucking, are you crazy? I would do the Rachel season. We would love to have you for the Rachel season. Bowen, you don't have to, but we would love to have you again. But if you can't I handle would talk it. I about the, Ra- the Rachel season. If you season. can't handle it, I understand. If you can't handle another well, viewing, I get it. We would I meant, love I, to well, have just you know that I am going to watch that in two weeks when it happens. Yes. So we need somebody. So we, yes, we want you for whenever the Rachel, as soon as we know when the Rachel one is, it's yours. Okay. And it'll either be with Bowen or somebody else, depending on if Bowen wants to do it or not. We depending on Bowen's him. availability? We will, not, we will not torture him. Depending on my avail. Okay, so then um, Lauren, so then so then he cuts JoJo, Unreal. and he says, um, I love Lauren, but I could have been very, I could have been married to I JoJo. I could have been married to JoJo, which is, I had to feel happy. like shit when Lauren saw that. Yeah, and then she says, he's the last first kiss I ever wanted to have. You're my person. I love you. And then they got engaged. Last week, they didn't even show Caitlyn's getting proposed to by Sean. Like, I'm surprised they showed all of this. And then we see him now, and he's got his cute young lady that he slid into her DMs, and she's 25, and they're very cute. We found out that they don't Uh. sleep in a bed. They're saving each other for marriage, and they don't share a bed, allegedly? Jesus. This is so antiquated. Like, it's just so crazy. It's like, I really... I'm happy that the Bachelor franchise is finally, like, having a person of color lead, but can we please, like, get a fucking interesting lead? Like, can we... Like, Rachel Lindsay was a dynamic person, and you find out ever since our season ended, like, she's even better than she was on the season, actually. So, like, let's just, like, shake it up. Like, get some... was great. Caitlin was great. Give us... Matt James looks really fucking hot. Like, he's... He's certainly hot. He's so hot. He's super funny, too. He seems fun. I'm down for Matt James. I think Claire kind of sucks. We're going to have to get through Claire's season. The only thing she has going for her is that she's 39. That's exciting. I I love that they chose a 39-year-old bachelorette. That rocks. But I wish they chose a cooler one, but I can handle it. I think she's like, at this point... Ever since seeing her again on uh, Winter Games, yeah. where she got into a fight with a German guy about the a hot tub right. appointment. They had and an then appointment the fr- for a hot tub that she didn't make. And he was he's very German, and he was very upset by it. 
because uh, Germans take everything so literally. But hot appointment for hot tub. It's like if you make an appointment the hot and you if miss you say the you have appointment with me for the hot tub, you must be there for the appointment for the hot tub. Yeah, it was unreal. I will send you guys a link to the clip. But I think okay. like her energy of like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, I like that okay. she brings that sort of no nonsense energy, and so I think she'll be good on this show where these dudes who are She's who at nuts. this point may not get a paradise so they're like you know if you're not gonna win her heart like what are you really doing on there if you don't have a reason to like try and get instagram followers so i think it'll be an interesting season with her it's just i mean definitely they've had some moments where like like i guess like they think they've had like a hashtag girl boss moment like when hannah was like i fucked in a windmill like like when she finally took her space and said that she fucked peter four times in the windmill yes that was kind of cool like that she yes. had like a misogynist guy in the house that was like, if you've had sex with any of these other guys, like yes. let me know now. And she was like, I absolutely have, and I would again and again and again. <laughs> yeah, I loved that. Me too. Um, but the girls yeah. are more fun though. It's more fun for the women, and also it's sort of fun because the guys. There's weird bromances in the house. Like the guys really fall for each other. I think that I think Bachelorette's more fun than The Bachelor. I would agree. Mm. Um, will you help us pick a tweet of the week? Yes. yes. Okay, so what, well, here's the name of the game. I'm going to tell you five or six tweets. We're going to narrow it down to two, okay. and then we're going to pick the number one. Okay. Okay, this is from Chaz at Thorium Dragon. Going from Van Hippie to Beauty Queen is a lifetime movie. Going from Beauty Queen to Van Hippie is a cry for help. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. funny. That's Great funny. <laughs> okay, yeah. this is from... I don't know who it's from. I'll find out later. Biggest boner in batch history, Ben not picking JoJo or that waterfall scene. Look at his boner. Wait, really? Oh, my God. Let me make you you big. Hold on. I have to see this. Here, I'll text it to you guys as well. Whoa. I can see the boner. Honestly, I get it, though. He's probably horned up. And honestly, like... She was hot in the bikini. She was so hot. That's the thing, too. Is That was JoJo, right? That was JoJo. She, to me, she was, like, way, 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 way more desirable than oh, anyone else. She's so that was hot. in the top section. It's like that. I mean, she obviously was the pick for me. Anna, but. who did that tweet? Oh, it's from Bachelor Archive. Oh, that's exciting. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, mm. This is from Liz Tunkel. Do you guys do you guys see it in your did she text yeah. you? Yeah. Got Here it, we got go. It. Number three, Liz Tunkel at Jizzy Lizzy Their Apps. Does any woman who's been on the show not have Instagram face now? <laughs> wow. Okay. So we're all clocking the same thing. We're trend. all clocking the same <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. This is also from Jizzy Lizzy Raps. Would love to be a fly on the wall at the Bachelor villain support group that Olivia apparently runs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. Yes, yes. Uh, and this is, uh, Anna, you're going to have to tell me who this is from. Ben looks like he's about to ring some doorbells and tell people about Joseph Smith. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, warm- and fantasy boy. Okay, so I'm going to narrow it down to, um, let's see, what do we enjoy? Do we like boner? Do we like um, Van Hippie? I like Van Hippie. I like Van Hippie and Boner. I think those are the two. Or face, mm-hmm. Instagram face. We'll go Van Hippie and Boner. Okay, so this okay. is from yeah. Chaz at Thorium Dragon. Going from Van Hippie to Beauty Queen is a lifetime movie. Going from Beauty Queen to Van Hippie is a cry for help. Mm-hmm. And then this is from Bachelor Archive. Hey, Bachelor Archive, we're so grateful for you. You might want to check. We think that you're 
website might be giving everybody viruses by accident. I think just be, <laughs> beware. There's some crazy ads that keep infecting. Just and I don't. Just, you may not know it because I know your heart is pure. That somebody might have come in and put Ooh. some weird spyware. Spoiler: in there. your computer alert. But we love you, and we wouldn't be able to do what we do without you. So this is from Bachelor Archive. Biggest boner in Batch history: Ben not picking JoJo or that waterfall scene. Do we want biggest boner in history or do we want Van Hippie? Bowen, Van Hippie or boner? Van Hippie. I'm going to also go Van Hippie. Um, we'll go. We'll let Matt be the decider. Or do you want to go first, Matt? Matt, you go. I mean, I was going to pick the boner one because Great, I, pick the I, boner. I feel like I feel like. I really just want this show to sort of get to it and become porn. So this is the closest way that it has. But I appreciate that you guys like the comedy of Van Hippie. Katie, Van Hippie or Boner? Boner. You know I'm always a fan when we can see their boners. Katie loves the Boner. Okay, she loves to see the Boner. I I mean, I want want the gratification. Okay, Anna. So it's a tie. We've got two for Boner, two for Van Hippie. Anna. Ooh, I think I'm going to go with Boner because it's so funny to me. Like, it's so obvious. All right. Bachelor Archive is is transmitting viruses at a time (laughs) like this. It's terrible. I cancel Bachelor Archive. (laughs) But we love Bachelor Archive, and we just want them to go in and maybe kick out. We don't think they're doing it on purpose. I know, I know. They need to get their cookies together. They just got to get their cookies together because they might be giving everybody viruses. But you did. Get the tweet of the week, Bachelor Archive, with your biggest boner in Batch history. Ben not picking JoJo or that waterfall scene. You guys like us on iTunes. You can email us at rosepodcast at gmail.com. This is from Allie Dewees. I think I'm saying that wrong. Dewees. The subject is keep doing the Lord's work. Hey, I just wanted to say, will you accept this rose has quickly become one of my top favorite podcasts. I started listening after hearing Arden on Almost Famous during Peter's season and have been binge listening during the quarantine. I often find myself laughing out loud at the commentary and bits. The comedic chemistry between the guests on every episode keeps me coming back. I'm 25, so I grew up at exactly the right time to have seen many, many episodes of Criminal Minds, iCarly, Drake and Josh, those couple of episodes of Psych Arden was on, and Supernatural. It warms my heart that so many familiar faces from my childhood and adolescence are actually real-life friends when the comedy acting day is done. Also, I'm not sure if you guys talked about this or noticed this already, but I noticed during Caitlin's throwback episode, the painting in Chris Harrison's office looks like an abstract of the Texas state flag, which makes it a million times more tacky and annoying than if it were just any run-of-the-mill ugly rainbow painting. Thanks for making me laugh during these apocalyptic scary times and making your listeners feel like friends. Hope you're all are staying safe and safe and healthy um, from Allie. P.S. I have to admit I've been wanting to listen to previous seasons of the pod, but Jerry is so hilarious. I'm nervous it wouldn't feel the same without him. Although I'm sure it still would be amazing. Allie, that's such a great email. I would recommend going. Who God? Aaron Foley is so funny. Maybe start with JoJo's season. I feel like JoJo's season was a really funny season, and we really hit our stride. Do you guys agree on that, Anna and Katie? Yeah, I think so. Because Aaron Foley was on par, and we had funny ones with Steve Heitner. I feel like that's a good one to go to. And I did not notice that it looked like an abstract painting of the Texas state flag. That What do you guys think of that? I didn't notice, but that's I'm going to have to go check it out. All right. This one's from Jessica Hamm, um, and her subject is Puzzle Me, Please. 
That's coming up in two weeks, and I hope you get it, Jessica. Hi, will you accept this Rose family? I started listening in early 2018 when I started a new job, my first time being in an office with all ladies. The office chatter in- indicated I needed to catch up on all things Bachelor, so I dove in. This podcast was is the highlight of my studying. I love every single one of the voices that comes on. One of my roommates who doesn't have a car often asks me for rides, and I force her to listen to y'all, and she's so hooked that she's now joining me on Mondays for the Goat Bachelor Fest. Most of my favorite shows are on Bravo, so I'm thrilled that you're doing Real Housewives of New York on Patreon. I used to be a hotel banquet manager pre-pandemic, but seeing as group of 10 to 500 are discouraged, I don't have any expectation of getting back to work soon. I was going to cancel my Patreon membership to try to save money, but now I think it is a necessary cost. To be able to hear my favorite funny pod friends talk about yet another new show I'm addicted to is 100% worth it. P.S. My BFF and I think I'm a Sonia, and she's a pre-this-season Dorinda. I'm Sonia because I don't often get drunk, but when I do, I go hard. I'm also a bit of an artsy emotional train wreck, if I'm being totally honest. And she pre-ordered my book from a black-owned bookstore in D.C. And um, and we are, yes, Jesse, I finally got the puzzles. So we're going to be mailing. We have really cute tote bags. It's next week we're going to give away a tote bag. Anna, you've seen them, the little Miss Little yes, Coffee Totes. Are they're so, adorable. They're high quality, too. And then the puzzle. Can Anna, can we put a picture of the puzzle up on our Facebook page today. I don't want to put it on yeah. my Instagram because I'm going to be sending it out to people and I don't want them to see it yet. But yeah. I would love our listeners to be able to see what they're hoping to win because it's so I made these puzzles that I'm going to like send out with the book in September to like Chelsea Handler gave me a quote and Amy Schumer gave me a quote. So I'm going to send them all like a book and a puzzle. And so as like a surprise. So that's, I'm not going to put it on my Instagram page, but this will be the same puzzle that they're getting. I made a couple extra puzzles to do giveaways to you guys. And they're pretty fucking crazy. Aren't they, Anna? I love them. I want one too. I have one for you. You can have a puzzle. It's me and mittens. And it says meet the authors and I'm dressed up. I've recreated my sixth grade photo and I have braces made and I look like Barb from Stranger Things. I look crazy. I look actually like I'm <laughs> mentally ill. Would you agree with that assessment, Anna? Uh, I would never say that. I think you are living your best life. You know what? I really am. Things are so good. I'm crazy busy, you guys. <laughs> so again, you can email us at rosepodcast at gmail.com. Also, we love your, um, we love, love, love when you like us and leave us messages, leave us reviews on iTunes. Here's one that's so fun that we got recently. It is five stars. Um, a thousand words are worth a picture. And it's from MDMDMDM. I'm from Iran and I find the culture of The Bachelor somewhat confusing. There are so many moments when I'm thinking, this can't be real life. This sounds so scripted. Then again, as an outsider, I can't be sure. But your podcast has provided me a window into unfiltered and authentic thoughts on the show. You are a delightful social butterfly who brings interesting groups of people together to discuss the episodes and I love to hear all the different perspectives specifically Jerry Trainers, who first impressions of The Bachelor echoes a lot of mine I wouldn't lose sleep over missing the show itself but I stay up to listen to your podcast thank you so much Anna I mean Anna's from Iran did you know that her parents are Iranian or do you know that did you find, when you watch The Bachelor, Anna, are you like, when you first watched it when you were younger, I mean, I know you grew up in the U.S., but did you, did you find any things that was like, wow, this is, does this seem like, did it, was there any, uh, 
of a culture shock or anything versus the world you've grown up in? I, I mean, I knew, like, I was like, this is this is not, this is the American way of, like, dating. Like, in Iran, it's so much, it's so different how you, like, get together with a guy. I mean, I think it's a little bit more, um, the younger you are, like, the generations, it's more maybe a little bit closer to what we do in America, but for the most part, like, you basically, your parents meet, you You can't date in Iran is the situation. So you would never see something like this. What and so like cousins, growing up. What would your cousins think of this show? I mean, they would watch it because, you know, westernized culture is big there. Right. But like, it's, you wouldn't ever think like, I could go on a show like that. Right. Like, it's not, I would never in my life think that I could go on a show like that. Me neither. Because one, my parents would kill me. They'd be like, no, absolutely not. You can't date a guy who's dating all these women. Also, like, you can't be showing that much skin on TV. And, right. oh, God, you can't be, like, putting yourself out there. Someone's going to turn the evil eye on you because you're not being humble enough. And you're like, oh, my right. God, there's so much going on. <laughs> like, culturally, not possible. Turn the but- evil eye. But I have in when I've been in Iran, I'll watch like Turkish programming and they have like in Turkey, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot more westernized or at least it used to be before Erdogan, but um, or Erdogan. But um, yeah, I they have like Turkish dating shows like this that I would watch That's because I, there's like nothing else on that I could watch. So I'd be like, OK, well, they're, they seem to be doing it where all the women and men live in a house together and like date each other. And that's like even wilder to me because it's in Turkey. Well, but yeah, not. Not commonplace in Iranian culture. I love that we can help be a window. If it makes you feel any better, I grew up here, and uh, I grew up, um, and I'm my. I think I'm like third. Let's see, my my great grandparents were sort of like I'm like third. Like I I still can't even imagine. There is no part of my upbringing I cannot imagine ever fitting in at the mansion. <laughs> I have I have fantasies of cloning myself and trying to like just put myself through the experience of it as like a social science experiment. But there yeah. is, I so don't. It is so far removed from the world that I personally grew up in. I cannot imagine anything more. I mean, I just knew ladies who cleared acres of brush with their bare hands and drove tractors and uh you know just wore chapstick and dungarees and so it's a different world but it's so fun and we're so glad you're here so thank you yeah that's pretty cool good to know there's another iranian listening (laughs) i love it (laughs) yeah all right guess what if you buy my book little miss little compton and you uh send in a screen grab of your receipts starting today every week i am doing giveaways this week i'm doing a t-shirt next week i'm doing a little miss little compton tote bag i have meet the author's puzzles coming up the person getting a t-shirt today is holly harrell h-a-r-l-a holly you just want a t-shirt Um, Matt Rogers, what do you have to promote? Where can people find you, my precious treasure? Wow. Um, You guys can listen to Bowen and I's podcast called Las Culturistas. We are here on iHeartRadio, presented by Big Money Players, and it comes out every Wednesday. And you can follow me at Matt Rogers, though, T-H-O, on Twitter and Instagram, my two social media platforms of choice. Bowen Yang, what do you have to promote? Where can people find you? I have nothing to promote except my podcast that I co-host with Matt Rogers called Las Culturistas it's so on the Big Money Players Network. What'd you say? It's so good. It's such oh my God. A, it's so fun. It's so funny. I was we had so, so happy much fun with you when you came on. Oh my God. It was such a joy. Were, was Parvati everything you wanted her to be and more? 
Parvati was wonderful. She was I don't great. even watch. I don't even watch Survivor. I just know about your love from your podcast. How much yes. you were so excited she was coming on. And she you was rocked. so excited. It was she everything was you wanted. Great. Yeah. Yes. Um, great. That's it. Anna, Tana, Katie, where can people find you? <laughs> Uh, I'm at Anna Hosea on Twitter, and yes, check out Las Costaristas. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> she's, our pro- she's our producer, too. Our, our and Anna producer. and I, if you're like, hey, we want more Anna and Arden, on Patreon right now, we are redoing two shows. Not one, but two. You get two for your money. You get Real Housewives of New York, and you Ooh. get Bachelorette New Zealand that has not one, but two Bachelorettes on it. It has a mole. It has a chocolatier, um, a chocolatier stripper. Um, mm-hmm. Who's? It, it's just so much to. You're really missing out if you're not wow. if you're not listening and watching. Katie Levine, where can people find you? KT underscore money on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, guys, adopt pets. The shelters are full right now, so uh, and they, and all the pets get scared during the fireworks season. So it's a good time to be careful of your pets going outside. Or foster if you can't adopt. Uh, and I'm at Artemarine, A-R-D-E-N-M-Y-R-I-N on Instagram. And don't forget to go to Batch Diversity and sign their petition so we can have mm. a more interesting show. All right. Matt Bowen. I can't wait to break down Rachel Lindsay's season with at least one, <laughs> if not both of you. <laughs> oh, I stay you tuned. Guys, I know, stay tuned. <laughs> I consider you my new friend. You're the most precious American treasures. Thank you so much for giving me your Monday nights and your Tuesday afternoon. We love you. We love you. Everybody be kind. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Oh, yeah. Want to get all up in you tonight. (laughs) Feels so good. (laughs) Just got one little question for you, girl. Will you accept this role? You know what I will accept? I'm going to risk it. Will you accept this rose into your so world? horny. I'm just as horny as that walkable. <laughs> <laughs> that was a legitimately big boner. I'm not going to act like it was. <laughs> will you accept this rose into your world? Bye! She's a pencil. She needs to be treated like a queen. Bye! <laughs> Except This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.